Hey, thanks for listening to Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Don't forget to give it a like, give it a share, and follow the podcast to hear more episodes. What up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks, the premier sick boy podcast. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, I am a little bit under the weather. I got hit with a cold, and for whatever reason, like 2021 has been the year of Jason getting colds. Uh, same with my kid. He's anytime I've had a cold, he's had a cold. So we've gotten colds together each and every time. I think he's getting it from daycare and then he's giving it to me. Um, and for whatever reason, my wife just seems to be immune. So that that's been fun. But luckily for me, this one hasn't like completely wiped me up, wiped me out like other colds have. I, I would rather not be sick, but you know, I'm working from home. So it doesn't super disrupt what I'm doing. Uh, it's not like I've had any plans get canceled because of this. And I should be uh, well, healthy and well by the time any of the plans that I do have roll around. But I mean, it, it gets me thinking like about sickness in general. You know, we have this worldwide global pandemic that kills millions shuts down the world, devastates many people, many places, many things. And through a lot of monetary investment and great science and a drive of a collective group of smart individuals, we got a vaccine like within a year. Now, the distribution of the vaccine hasn't been perfect. Uh, you, you had places like India and Brazil, and it's still going on to the last I heard that just they they haven't been able to get the vaccine. Like, so their people are still suffering and it's it's just getting worse. You know, the rest of the world is opening up, getting the vaccine, and some countries just haven't been able to. Part of that is when these companies are developing this vaccine countries will say hey i'll invest in your research if i get essentially first dibs at whatever you produce like if it passes all the trials and all that stuff so rich countries like america the uk canada are like sweet we'll we'll invest money in this research and we'll get these vaccines well poorer countries can't take on that risk as quick so they jump on later. They don't get the tr distribution. I am doing a very poor, oversimplified explanation of this little piece. Uh, I believe it, there was a Vox video I watched that explained it way better. But it, it leads me to kind of the, I, I wouldn't say the funny truth or the, the funny circumstance I find myself in. Um, but... I have received the COVID vaccine. I've received both doses. I am now, um, I'm now immortal <laughs> and I still get the common cold, right? Like, like just the name, the common cold. Oh, a head cold. It's a cold, right? Just sounds so minor compared to the coronavirus, COVID-19, like, yeah, obviously COVID-19 was way worse in a way shorter amount of time. The common cold has been a, a minor nuisance in many people's lives for years and years and years and years. 
you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's almost inevitable that people get one cold a year. You have cold and flu season during the winter. And yet there's no cure for the common cold. It's so common. So many people get it. There's no cure. Now, I, I, I would much rather, and I would much rather, and I'm much more grateful that there is a COVID-19 vaccine because it's far more devastating, but it's just funny. It's like COVID-19 rips through. I, to my knowledge, never got it. I get the shot. I'm immortal. People are going to be like, the word's immune, Jason. I'm saying immortal on purpose. It's a joke. I'm immortal now. Um, but I get the vaccine. Not going to get covid and then a couple weeks later, it's like, hey, Jason, have another cold. Have your third cold for 2021. And I'm like, why am I? Why do I keep getting cold after cold after cold? <laughs> I'm tired of getting colds. Um, at least this time, I don't have like crazy work stress mounted on top of it. Like work's going pretty well. So it's not like I have any other stress in my life. It's just suddenly it's like, oh, I have a cold. It doesn't help that I get like little to no sleep. So... That's probably a, a portion of it. I'm not getting enough sleep. Even when I am sick, I'm not getting the required rest I need. But illness is a fickle thing, right? Like we live in an imperfect world. I'm going to get philosophical, religious here for a second. <coughs> Sorry for the coughs. Sorry for the sniffles. I have a cold. Uh, deal with it. If it bugs you that much, leave. Also, I <laughs> because I'm cold, I'm just like sassy and gonna be kind of upfront with that sort of stuff anyway getting getting religious for half a second and even when i say that it's not gonna be super religious but adam and eve the story goes they're in the garden of eden and they are living in a perfect sinless state there's no illness in the garden of eden there's no pain there's no sorrow they're just you know grabbing carrots out of the dirt and eating peaches off the tree right they're living fine and god comes down and is like hey two things first and foremost i need you guys to populate the earth like it can't just be you two forever that's not how this goes other people need to experience their earth life so they can grow and progress and learn secondly there's this tree it's called people call it the tree of knowledge the tree of good and evil don't eat that fruit okay go forth now not to get too in the weeds about the whole philosophy behind it and the whole you know doctrine and religious text behind it but essentially the tree the tree like was there for a specific reason and it was almost a contradiction because in their perfect state in the Garden of Eden, they couldn't have reproduced there. They never would have learned. They never would have grown. They never would have understood that. Like, there was no need to do that. They would have lived perfect, sinless, ignorant lives. They would have been incredibly ignorant is the word. Like, they had no lust. They had no joy. They had no sorrow. They, had, they, they, they weren't complete humans, in a sense. So they really had no way to develop and understand and grow together and come together in that sacred act of procreation 
they didn't have any understanding of the world really to then teach the next generation. So you have this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the idea is the tree had no significance. It was the commandment that had the significance. So Satan tempts Eve and is like, hey, eat the fruit from this tree. And Eve's like, no, not going to happen. Th- this all has this all has a point, right? It's it's related. So here we go. So Eve's like, no, not going to happen. Not going to do that. And Satan's essentially like, hey, this tree will give you knowledge. This tree will give you an understanding. There's father in heaven and he has a perfect knowledge and an infinite understanding. Like he knows things beyond this garden. He knows things like joy and sorrow. He has a knowledge to obtain that knowledge. You can eat this fruit. A lot of people just think it's like, oh, eat the fruit. You were told not to. I think it's, I think it's that understanding of, uh, and then a lot of people are like, well, Eve just like fell into, oh yeah, let me be tempted. I don't think Eve fell into temptation. I think Eve hit a great, uh, like had the first step to a greater understanding. So Satan's here like, ah, yeah, I'm going to get these two to sin. Let's go. I'm going to beguile the woman. Uh, It'll create sexism and the patriarchy for the rest of eternity. Like Satan's number one, go sin. Awesome. I don't, that, that's how Satan took it. Eve, I think, and this is kind of my own personal belief. Eve sits there and set, like weighs the options and is like, okay, I was told two things. One, to procreate and multiply and replenish the earth and like take control of the earth to learn to grow and to become like God, right? And then two, not to eat this fruit. And she starts weighing the calculation, like she starts calculating in her head and is understanding temptation and is understanding there's something greater. And I think it's not simply, oh, Eve was beguiled and fell into sin. I think it was more, Eve was like, hey, there are two great commandments here, but there is a greater understanding and one commandment's greater than the other. And so Eve is like, hey, I do need to learn more. And Satan presents it like, hey, you know, if you want to learn more, eat this fruit. So she's like, okay, I, I do need to learn more. And if this will allow me to learn more, I I don't think Eve was like, oh, let me eat the fruit. I, I really think it was, this will lead me to greater understanding and God will teach me more. So she eats the fruit and she sins. And now she understands sin. And now that she can understand sin, she can understand things like repentance and she can understand things like joy and sorrow and she can grow and now she's like well shoot i'm gonna be cast out i can't do this alone like i need to tell adam about this and teach him like hey we are here for a greater purpose and we need to fulfill that greater purpose and so satan's like sweet got him to sin she's gonna get adam's sin i'm number one and god is like my children are learning and with learning comes sorrow and pain and sin but it leads to something greater and because of that, we have illness on the earth because Adam and Eve had that greater understanding and chose to receive that greater understanding and keep that greater commandment. The earth fell into an imperfect state where there is sin and there is illness. And thousands and thousands of years later, Jason Tebbs has a cold. So I told you it was wrapping around and it would all make sense. We live in an imperfect world. 
the world just has a way to remind you that it's not all going to be fun and games. A couple episodes ago, I did an episode called When It Rains, It Pours, talking about how my dishwasher broke and I think there's a leak in my walls. Turns out there was no leak in my walls. Everything was good. It was just a dishwasher that broke. I had already purchased a new one and that got installed yesterday. And I did my first, you know, round of dishes in the new dishwasher and they came out clean and there were no leaks. And that was such a relieving, happy feeling. Now, I, I, I would prefer not to have the pain and frustration of having a dishwasher break in the first place. I would have just preferred that original dishwasher to work out fine. But I went through some bad times. I have a greater appreciation for like the knowledge that I have, like my parents being able to help me identify exactly what the issue is. The two guys that came and installed my dishwasher for me, I... I set up an electrical outlet myself for the new dishwasher to plug into. So I was able to apply some skills and, you know, have that knowledge. I, I learned a little thing or two. Uh, I, I developed myself a little more. Like, positives did come out of this situation. And as much as being sick sucks, as much as having a dishwasher break on you, like, sucks, nobody wants to have these things. Nobody does, but there's greater learning. There's greater growth. There's greater understanding. There's more empathy and sympathy and love and kindness when these things happen, right? Because now if somebody else has a dishwasher break and has a situation similar to me, I can be like, hey, I've been there. Do you need help with anything? You know, do you, do you want help identifying what might be the exact issue do you want a recommendation like, hey, this is just where I went. This is a model I got. This is kind of how it runs. These are the pros and cons. You know, it, it was a cheap price. It's something where I'm like, it just needs to it just needs to survive a couple years until I move. If, if you're expecting something that you want to go a little longer, probably get a different model. Um, yeah, I went through Costco. The guys installed it for me. Um, the only thing I needed to do was pull out and remove my existing dishwasher like I can now I can now sympathize with somebody that might be going through a, a similar situation, right? Now, how often in my life will I have a conversation with somebody about their dishwasher breaking and leaking? Probably not all that often. It might never happen. But dishwashers might go out. Heaters might go out. AC units might go out. Um, just little things where it's like, hey, I am also a homeowner that has crappy homeowner things happen. I, I, I can, I can, um, sympathize with you and I can empathize and, you know, together we can help you get through this and vice versa. Right? So yes, I have a cold, but I would rather have this cold than have COVID. I'd rather have this cold than have, you know, any other major illness. Like I, I work from home at least this time. It hasn't completely made me lose my voice. Cause the last two times I did completely lose my voice. Although it might be going because my voice is definitely weaker today than it was yesterday. And that's just part of the nature of my job. I talk all day and then it doesn't help that I get on and do a podcast. Right. But I was at this conference and 
the CEO of this company that I do my investments through. It's called Matson Money. Guy's name is Mark Matson. He uh he has a specific I think it's a like a bone disease. He has a specific bone disease and he was going to the doctor. So he had a, a friend that was a doctor, but his friend's a pediatrician, but a pediatrician for like specific, I don't know what the specific wording is, but kids that have like leukemia and cancer and other, we'll just say horrific and terrible diseases or illnesses, right? So not just like a general practicing pediatrician, like no, when kids, um, when kids have just the worst of the worst happening to them. So because this guy had all this knowledge on like bone diseases and stuff, he's like, yeah, I'll just go to my friend, even though I'm not a child and he's a pediatrician. It's, it's my friend, like whatever the guy has the knowledge and he has the equipment or at least can get like a start and maybe send them to that's beside the point. But he's sitting in the lobby and he's like, why me? Why am I the one that has this bone disease? He's really into cycling. And he was told like, hey, you might not be able to ride your bike when all is said and done. And he's sitting there and he's like, why me? Why me? And he's sitting in this lobby of this pediatric office where these kids have cancer and leukemia and other diseases. And all of a sudden he's like, oh my gosh, here I am, you know, midlife. I've lived a good life. I have a good career. I have the means to take care of myself. I've been healthy relatively up until now. My family has been healthy. Why not? Like, why them? Here are these kids that have cancer and these awful diseases. Why did they get such a bad draw? And he was like, why not me? Why wasn't I the one that was dealt such an unfortunate hand? And he was saying like, when I was in that lobby, my mind just completely flipped where he was like, I went from pouting and being a little Debbie Downer to being so grateful for the things that I did have and just feeling so much sorrow for those that had it worse. And it put it into perspective for him. And he's like, you know, we have rough times in our life and I'm not here to say that they're any easier because somebody has it worse, but it's, it's just that perspective thing. Like when we can all have a, a, a better perspective on things, it can help us get through whatever sorrow and pain and hardship that we might be going through, but it also help us, you know, better sympathize and love those that might be going through something similar or something worse, or just the fact that we need each other to get through this. Right. And when he had that perspective flip, he's like, Hey, I don't have it so bad. And I have the means to get through this. And he's still able to ride his bike. You know, he's still able to do most of what he needs to do. And then his daughter at a much younger age was diagnosed with the same thing. And he was able to be like, Hey, this is my experience through it. Let me help you. And he was like, I w I'm so grateful that I got to experience it firsthand with the means that I have and I could take care of myself so that when my daughter had it, I could, I could help her through it. And he had that, you know, hindsight's a little 2020, but he had that perspective change and was able to help his daughter through it. And, you know, they've been able to do everything that they want to do. 
life's well and dandy. But I'm going to end it here with like probably a super dark mindset. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a super dark quote. I don't know who specifically said it. I think Ricky Gervais, if I'm not mistaken. But it's it's been probably said by multiple people. But Ricky Gervais is a is a pretty well known like agnostic or atheist. He doesn't believe in a god. And somebody asked him like, "Hey, if you die, and it turns out like there is a heaven, there is a god, would you want to go to heaven and like spend your time with God? Like, would you?" Would you still, like, would you accept it at that point? And he essentially says, like, sure, I'd accept there is a God, but I wouldn't want to be with that God. And the person asking the question was like, what? Like, you wouldn't want to be with God? And he responds, like, no, because in my mind, that God has let such awful things happen. Like, explain children with cancer. They're innocent, they've done nothing, and yet they're going through this horrific thing. And any God that allows that to happen is not somebody I want to associate with. Now, I don't disagree with the fact that children with cancer is horrific and incredibly unfair and unjust in a way. And it's just like how that happens is beyond me. I hate that it happens. It's so sad. It is like the worst thing. Innocent kids that haven't done anything have these awful diseases that ruin their lives. Some don't make it. Some have permanent lasting effects. You know, why them? They didn't do anything to deserve that. It's rough that we're in a fallen state. Here I am, 26 years old, been relatively healthy my whole life, and I have a cold. Like, oh, boo-hoo. I have a friend whose nephew... I think has leukemia. The kid's a couple months old. Like, where's the justice in that? And there's an understanding that I hope at the end of times that I receive, you know, once I pass on and gain a greater understanding of like the infinite universe and the creation of man and God and what it all means and, you know, living through an imperfect world. I have a faith that greater understandings to come. And with my feeble, minute, teeny little pea brain of a human life, I can't fully comprehend it yet. So yeah, I still believe in a God that apparently lets kids have cancer. Why would I do that? Well, it's because I have faith that there's greater purpose to it all. And that at the end, justice will prevail and happiness will reign and understanding will be there. You know, it, it gives me hope that though we're living in an imperfect world where I have a cold and coronavirus is ripping through the world and kids have cancer, that it's not just all going to be shit the whole time and then we die and it's done. That there's actually going to be happiness at the end. And we can be like, yeah, that was an awful, miserable experience. But I did learn and I did grow and it just makes me love those around me more because we all need to we need each other to get through this like i'm grateful that i have my wife when i have a cold just for somebody to be like can you just give me a hug and tell me you love me you know when my wife is sick i take care of her 
you know, my, my friend whose nephew is just a little barely born dude and uh, like his kidneys are failing because of, I, I, th- I think it's leukemia. Like it sucks, but I, I do believe that there will be joy and happiness at the end of it all. Like it, it helps me keep going. I, if you had that mindset where it all sucks there's nothing after this. It's just like, why, why keep going at that point? It's like, yeah, once you experience a bunch of sorrow and a bunch of joy, don't you feel like, yeah, I, I got this figured out. Okay, we can end it now. And yeah, there, there will definitely be some, because I do believe it's a choice at the end of it all, where when you get to heaven, you will have the choice. Hey, do you want to hang out with God or not? And there will be plenty of people that'll say no. Like, I, and again, I think it was Ricky Gervais that said it. He has every right to be like, nope. I don't want to. I would be happier not in that presence. That's agency. That is ultimately what agency comes down to is that choice at the end of it all. Where you get to choose where you're going to be happiest. And we'll, we'll all be able to make that choice. Anyway, this has been Teb's Talks, the Sick Boy Podcast. Uh, go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. Um, go ahead and uh follow me on twitter at pummelhead and uh, i haven't been streaming on twitch lately um it's really hit or miss when i do a podcast or stream on twitch but my twitch is pummelhead um i'm excited for the new world of warcraft expansion to come out i want to stream that but anyway that'll do it for me i'm going to probably not rest my throat because i talked for my job and not get rest because i refuse to take naps because i (laughs) make poor decisions in life peace out catch you next time